You're listening to The Real Short Box, a comic book podcast made for geeks by geeks. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in and listening to The Real Short Box. My name is Donald. My name is Dr. Kevin. My name is Professor Xavier Jarrett. No, that doesn't work at all. My name is Jarrett. It could be J- J- X Javier. I don't know. I don't know. I, I got nothing. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just not going to work. I can't. I can't use that character. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. You might get sued by Disney for doing that. You know that, right? Yeah. That's true. He's, he's going to get the mouse coming over and putting cuffs on him, and then kinky stuff will happen. We're going to jail. Maybe. Maybe some shady stuff will happen right? oh, oh. speaking of shady stuff yeah that's what we're talking about we're talking about shady shops basically comic shops that do some shady shit yeah. and, and of course we want to preface this with say, stating that um we're not talking about every shop there's a lot of comic shops out there that are super nice super cool yeah, uh, lord's work yeah, one of them, We Can Be Heroes uh, we're going to mention them multiple times during this podcast because good people they do a really good job of like being fair and honest, and and you can follow them on Instagram. Uh, they do a show, uh, Two Guys One Box, I believe every Wednesday. Uh, follow them on Instagram. Uh, they do a hell of a job on that, and they're very, very good to their customers. So yeah, we're not talking we, about them. We're not. They talking love about, their uh, customers. They love their customers. Right. We're not talking about Spiro's Heroes. They're good people there. We're not talking about uh, House of Secrets. They're good How people. They're there. good people. They're good people yeah. there. We're talking about. Some shady ass shit that takes place, stuff that yeah. we've seen over the years in our comic book lives, and uh, there's been some stuff, and especially recently. And you know, I mean, and just for the record, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think we'll name any names of shops just because legal we don't issues. Need to. Yeah, well, legal issues, and also we don't need to because I think you, as the audience uh, who are collectors, will go, okay, I I know that experience. I've I've had that happen. Um, and and I definitely think what we will be talking about would definitely be the recent kind of vibe in certain comic shops. And now I will always support my local comic shop because they're small biz. They're always small business. They're always small business. You know, there's very few that are any that have like you know Mile High, unless you're yeah. Mile High or Metropolis, yeah. then yeah, yeah. And even Mile High has had its issue. You know, its problems like keeping their business. So. It, it, it's it's a business that one we love it's a business we grew up with but because it's become uh, a pop culture phenomenon with the with the superhero movies and and all the ips you know of the characters comic shops have have gotten some new some new hype which is great which i fucking love but with that comes people who are greedy and people who want to exploit um the the buyer and that mm-hmm. is what we were right. talking about today. I had uh, a shop one time that told me that if I showed them my testicles, they would give me a book for cover price. Are you serious? It turns out it wasn't anybody that actually worked for the shop. So yeah, I can't you got to make sure. Yeah. That. yeah. You know, where, where are you going out at night, man? Are you all right? <laughs> oh, my I goodness. So I shop at shops at night. I can't help it. Yeah, there's wow. no comic shops behind the Del Taco. At, uh, there's just they're, they're not there, dude. Well, yeah, it was yeah. on Craig's list, and I believe. <laughs> wow! Hey, kid, come get your comics. <laughs> Good lord, man! Show me back a picture by the of dumpster your chest. behind. Back yeah. by the dumpster behind the Del Taco. So, 
so I'll, I'll start off with some stories like, okay, you know, as we're recording this, um, you know, there's been a lot of hype with, which I love, but there's been hype with comics now. People going like, hey, you know, there's going to be a first appearance in this book coming up. Like the previews will tell you about it now. So basically you're, which is smart. It kind of reminds me of the 90s with like uh, image and stuff like that. I'm saying like, these books are coming out. Get ready. You're going to want to get it before it sells out, even though there's a gazillion copies. But it creates hype. But what's happening now is a lot of comic shops or some comic shops are taking this thing and going, okay, um, a lot of people are coming in for this book, which should be cover price when you come in, because that's kind of the unspoken rule, right? The, the day the comic is released is the day it should be cover price, yes. Right. But now, technically, comic shops are, are, are private businesses, right? And they're, uh, I don't know if there's actually a rule where they have to do that. Um, because as we've seen, um, here, I'm going to give you an example. Like I was talking, we were talking off air, uh, around, I was living in Washington. I won't say the comic shop cause they were actually really cool people and really nice, but it, I, I definitely was like, this seems a little shady. So there was uh, a captain Marvel book coming out and it was the first appearance of that character, uh, star. Uh-huh. You guys know what I'm talking about the girl who's yep. like kind of like a super, a super girl, super woman. And the previews the month before was like, hey, this book's going to be hot. You know, you should get this book. So I was like, oh, well, cool. I, I'm right next to the comic shop. I'm going to walk there on Wednesday and just pick it up. Like, because it's, you know, it's a new book. And I go in there and I see there's only one copy. And it's in, it's already boarded, boarded in, uh, you know, in bagged and boarded. And it's, but it's on the wall uh, with the other new books. And I go, and it says $12. And I'm like, uh, didn't, uh, uh, didn't this just come out like today? And they're like, yeah, but we, um, the distributors actually only gave us like a, a, a they didn't really send us many. So we have to kind of get our money. And part of me was going like, did they just pack the rest away? And are they just going to throughout the day, put out this book as a $12 book? Mm -hmm. So I mean, I bought it because I was like, well, you know, one, there's no other like local comic shop around in that. And when I was living there, so I was like, well, I guess I'll get it. But it made me kind of go like this book just came out an hour ago and it's $12 and you already have it jacked up. Like, and I will say, yeah. And I will say the same shop pulled the thing with, um, I don't know if you guys remember, but when that, <laughs> that character that kind of came and died, but that major X, like it was Rob yeah. Leefield's, uh, return to the X-Men and X-Force and all that. Yeah. There was that book that was controversial because uh, Rob Liefeld was like, I'm I'm in charge of this. It's my character. I'm putting it on a Marvel. But his first appearance will be a variant cover that only I'm selling through my website. But hmm. what happened was there was a Spider-Man Deadpool issue. I think it's number 25. And the artist said he was saying he said he didn't know because he just thought he was like he thought the book would have already been out. But he put the character in like a collage in the background of one of the scenes. So technically, that story uh, preceded the uh, uh, the the variant number one cover of Major X. So people were buying that up. And this same shop I saw all of a sudden didn't have that book. And then the next day it was a $25 book. Mm -hmm. You know, so shit like that. It's like, one, you're like, yeah, they're a business and they want to make money. And if they have like extra money right there in their shop yeah i guess they're gonna want to make it 
Right. But it's also that balance of like, like when it's like so close in time to it, it like it just came out. It's like they don't even give you a fighting chance. That's no, nope. no. Nope. I had a shop, um, Daredevil twenty five, just recently within the last what two three months came out. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. It was first Electra as Daredevil, right? right? And it was huge. And I went with a good friend of mine. Uh, down, we decided to take a little uh, field trip to San Diego to check out the shops down there because he kept talking about how great they were. And I was like, all right, let's do this. Mm-hmm. So I went down with him and his friend, and we went down there to check out the shops. And we went into his favorite shop, and I was looking all around for Daredevil 25. And then eventually, you know, I I picked up a couple other books, and I went to the register, and I was like, hey, do you have Daredevil 25? And he said, yeah. He said, they're $25 a copy. Wow. <laughs> it was wow. Wednesday, and the book wow. had just come out. And I said, $25? And he said, yeah. And I said, no, thank you. So what I did was I texted my buddy, uh, Julio, from We Can Be Heroes. And I said, hey, can you pull me a copy of Daredevil 25? And he responded. He said, yeah, I got you. And that's all it took. Because, you know, I have a pull list with him. And he still had some on the shelf that he wasn't overcharging for. And he just grabbed one and put it in my pool list for me. And, and that's how you four dollars. And know? that's how you sustain a business because you take care of your customers. Wilty, wilty. Yeah. It's when you exploit your customers, you know, it's just like you piss, you piss them off and you piss them away. Right. Now yeah. that guy, by the way, my friend that I was with, he bought the book off of him and the dude gave him a discount. He gave him a friend, like a personal friend, like of the shop discount. He only charged mm-hmm. fifteen dollars, by the way. Oh, wow, twenty three, twenty five. Wow. Yeah, right. <laughs> charged him fifteen dollars, and then he was talking about how, like, you know, yeah, my boy hooks me up and stuff. And I was like, that's great. I'm so happy that he hooked you up. But I said, I still think he ripped you off. Right. You got yours for what? Three ninety nine, four ninety nine. I got mine for three ninety nine. Yeah. For cover price. So, yeah. Right, for yeah. cover price, as it fucking should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and I'm going to say, they've been doing this for ages. Not every shop, but my hometown shop in Ohio, I can say their name because they no longer exist, Grackle Flint Comics. When the death of Superman happened, I'm aging myself right here. When the death of Superman happened, uh, Grackle Flint Comics, I got in line outside with my dad. I was like, Dad, I got to go. Superman's dead. And he's like, what? And I was like, we need to go to the shop now. <laughs> And he's like, all right, son, I'll I'll placate you. You know, let's let's go to the shop. Uh, you're a comic shop with your funny books, and let's go see what happens. So we got there, and he's like, I'm not waiting in line. And I was like, okay. And he's like, I'll wait in the car, though. And I was like, cool, I'll wait in line. So I wait in line until, like, I'm the third in line. Then he gets out, and he gets in line with me. And uh, the lady, the own, co-owner of the shop, uh, she comes out, and she's like, okay, guys. She's like, we only have... Uh, this many amounts of the first print of the Death of Superman, and we have this many amounts of the second print. The first print is going for $10. The second print is going for 5 If I recall at the time, first print was $2.95 for the black polybagged, mm-hmm. and the second print was $1.25. <laughs> so even they back then were price gouging in a way. 
So wow, this is going back almost 30 years they were doing this. But I was new to comic collecting, so I didn't understand. So I was like, yeah, okay, well, Dad, let's just get the second print. It's cheaper. And my dad's like, yeah, that works for me. (laughs) So I got the second print of The Death of Superman for $5, and I was completely happy with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, was it priced more than it should be? Yes. Was it a $4 book you know, priced for $25? No. You know what I'm saying? There's a big difference there. They were charging a little bit more. They were charging what, three seventy-five more than what they should have been, right? For a second print, and then seven dollars more than what they should have been for a first print, seven dollars and five cents, to be correct. So, yes, they were overcharging, but they weren't like running me over the coals. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, Especially during difficult economic times right. and, and, and a that, pandemic. And that's fair to me. I was like, okay, they only got so many in, you know, whatever. You know, even now I'm like, that's okay. I know I overpaid because I should have gotten it for cover price fairly. Right. And but even if a shop like, for example, if a book comes out and they go, Okay, we closed the shop, we still had a couple copies left. Now we're gonna go on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and we're gonna sell these for double the price. Right. That's fine. That's, totally. That's totally. fine to me. Yeah. Because everybody had their chance to reach out to that shop during their normal business hours. Everybody had a chance to say, hey, I want to create a pool list. Can you put it in there for me? Mm-hmm. You know, and in fact, I'm going to mention this. The comic book shop that I went to, Grackle Flint Comics, they charged for their pool list. Oh, wow. Really? Charged, I've heard that before. Yes. They charged a $10 fee and it was for oh, life. Oh, my Oh, my God. They said, we charge you $10 to pull comics for you, but it's for life. You don't have to ever renew this. It's forever. Like, you're good. We just, you know, it's a pain in the butt. So we charge $10 a person. And I was like, okay. You know, and I paid it. A little kid. You know, I'm like eight years old. But I'll pay it. You know, and I I pulled together my, uh, my allowance. I did dishes. I fed my own dog, you know, because I got paid to do that, weirdly enough. But. You know, and and I saved up and I I got my pool list and I took care of it. And after that, to their credit, for the rest of the time, clear up till they went out of business, they never charged me again for that. And every time I needed a book, they always made sure I was taken care of. That's good. But, for example, right now, I have a pool list with We Can Be Heroes. And they don't charge for their pool list because – for start, you really shouldn't. I'm going to be honest here. You really shouldn't because we're doing you a favor by being a constant customer. Exactly. And they're doing yeah. Us yeah. A consistent, favor. consistent customer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they're doing us a favor by consistently pulling the books that we require. So it's it's uh you know kind of a a um parasitic kind of thing. You know they're living off us and we're living off them. You know it's kind of a. Uh, I think I think I think what you might say was symbiotic, not parasitic. Symbiotic. Thank you, Kevin. Symbiotic. Exactly. Yes, it's a symbiotic type of relationship where each person is getting something from that. So it's important. Um, so that I appreciate. You know. Well, speaking of parasitic, I got a story that it it, it goes in the lines of as far as it's a shady comic shop dealings, and I was just like flabbergasted when I heard this person's story. So this is a guy on Instagram who uh i'm buddies with and you know in the whole comic community on there i think his handle is um i'll give a shout out it's uh nerd out for what which i like um, <laughs> so he 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 posted in his story like hey everybody should i stop going to this shop and then he gave the story and the story was now we've all seen a lot of people who sometimes like i wonder if people are telling the truth but 
some people are just have the time and they have the the skill but uh you know people go dollar bin hunting at like a lot of comic shops have their dollar bins or their you know 25 cent bins whatever they're 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 comics that you know every everything in this book is a dollar and this box is a dollar and you know i've seen some people go like check out what i got today you know a lot of people like to show off that stuff which is cool. It's like, damn, that's awesome. Like, that's like one of the coolest scores ever to find like a, a hot book or a key or even like a minor key in a, in a dollar bin. And this guy goes, so I spent, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but basically he said, I spent hours going through uh, this guy's dollar bin at my local comic shop and I pulled out some good books. And he shows, I think, some of the books that he pulled out. And he brings them to the counter and says, these are from the dollar bin. And the owner immediately pulls up his key collector app My and starts God. looking up the books. Mm, and he mm-hmm. goes, Jarrett, real quick, for those that don't know, what is the key collector app? Oh, I'm sorry. The key collector app is an app. Uh, it's a paid app, but you could also get the free version, which gives you kind of like half the content. But it's this guy who do- I, I kind of have a love-hate relationship with him. Um, he, he really, they, I don't know if it's just one person, obviously it's a lot of work, but they, 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 every week they'll do like a trending 20, like he does a lot of analytics stuff. So he'll do like the trending 20 books that kind of all some people are buying and the hot 10 and they'll do the hot 10 after that. And if you subscribe, you get it quicker. So they're Um, basically a digital version of wizard comics, uh, hot list that they used to have. Totally. Exactly. And and the thing is, is because it's gotten a lot of hype. I mean, I would definitely say Key Collector, they do their work. Like they, they really do their work. And, and it's, it's, I, I definitely use the site and I, and I like it. I like, I like the app, but I don't like how it gets. I, I think there's a 50, 50 give and take with like what we've talked about and other increases my pages, market manipulation and what the story I'm about to tell you right now. So Key Collector, a lot of people, uh, it's gotten a lot of hype. And a lot of people like to use the app and, um, you know, especially for the trending stuff of like, oh yeah, that book's hot. This book, oh, look what this book is selling for now. Um, and so this comic shop dealer opens up the key collector app from this guy's dollar bin stash and starts going, okay, I can't give you all these books for a dollar. I can give you these one. Basically he says, uh, thank you for doing like the guy. And then the, 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 the Instagram guy nerd out for what's like, so basically, I just was an employee for this guy. I just went through all these books and found out some good books that he could make money off of. He gave him, I think, half for like the dollar that, you know, what they should be. And he kept the other half. He's like, I can't give you all these for a dollar. That's not fair. Which what? is bullshit. What? Because it's completely fair. Of wow. what yeah. So false advertising uh, used his customer. I, and I think it was a resounding don't ever go back there as far as like the You could report that a better business bureau for, for false advertising and essentially changing the price at the last second. Completely. Yeah, completely. Which is why, you know, feeds into another thing. Why I love going to a comic shop that has back issues because one, it's rare that they have them anymore. And two, it's like, that's where you, that's a part of the fun of going to a comic shop is like digging through their back issues. But what mm-hmm. I don't like is is yeah, going up for a book now and having to be like, are they going to give me a good deal on it? Do they know how much it's like the mystery shit? So the fact that this was a dollar bin and this guy tried no. to fuck him over is no. just such. I, I heard that, that story and I was like, what an asshole. If that like, would have happened, 
I would have said you can take the rest of these books. I don't. I wouldn't care how much they're worth, by the way. I would say you can take the rest of these books and you could stick them up your ass. Yeah. And I would have never gone back. Like, oh, I'd, I'd, I'd tell him, I'd be like, look, dude, I'm going to make your store like persona non grata. Like, I am going to like, yeah. I will spend my the rest of my days like just hyping your store as a like as a like thief you know as yeah. a just a black hole of crap yeah yeah you have things and they're priced and then you bring them up now there, there, there's a difference like if you go to a store and you'd be like oh this says 8.99 well it's ringing up as 10.99 i'm sorry you know um yeah uh, let me get a manager and a manager comes over and usually what they say is yeah go ahead and give it to them then for that because that's how we have it priced yeah. that's the way it usually goes and that's the way it should be Comic shops that have dollar books, I'm sorry, but like, if you have them labeled, that's that's just it. That's it. It's on. It's on you. It's on you. They were telling me again, and I'm sorry, I'm going to keep bringing them up, but We Can Be Heroes, uh, Bill from We Can Be Heroes was telling me he said they have a customer that comes in all the time, and he pulls like twenty, thirty dollar books from their dollar books, and he'll come over and he'll be like, "Hey guys, you didn't know you had this, but look what I got." He won't yeah. say, you know, oh, you know, I'm not taking it. Of course, he already paid for it. Yeah. Which is kind of rubbing it in their noses, I guess, in a way. He's doing the reverse. Yeah, right. I would say do not do that. Because right. yeah, that, that just makes you look like a dick, too. Because you're like, right. ha, 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 I, I got you. you know, exactly. Like, but, you know, the but, but Bill was also to his credit. He was like, wow, man. He's like, that's great. He's like, see, you never know what you can find here. Right. And I, I loved that response. It was such a very... Uh, very juvenilely innocent response. You know what yeah. I mean? It's such a good response. It was the best response he could possibly give in that scenario, given the circumstances. Some people would be like, well, fuck you, get out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. they didn't do that. They said, oh, well, congratulations, you got some gems. Keep coming back and you'll probably find some more, you know, because they want to keep those repeat customers coming back. If you tell somebody, no, 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 these were mispriced, I can sell you some of these, but... Uh, that's the what's great with Spiro's Heroes as well. What's that? I'm sorry, Kevin? That, that's what was great about Spiro's Heroes as well. You never knew we could find in their bins. Well, not only that, but they in Spiro's, uh, you know, you and I were just there, and, and um, Elliot priced some books for us, and he said, you know what? He said, uh, this is $40 worth of books uh, that we have it priced. Give me 30 bucks." Right. Said, you sure? I always ask. I say, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. no problem. Yeah, and because said, what okay. happens to a real collector and like a real good customer is they're going to come back. Yep, that's right. And, 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 and send referrals. Kevin and I have been coming back to that place, uh, Spiro's Heroes, for what, uh, 12 years? 12 years, now? 12 years, yeah. Yeah. That was the shop you took me to, Donald. And I think I ran into you, Kevin, for the first time, I think, on one of those trips. That's uh, correct. When I, uh, when I got back into collecting comics, you're like, okay, I'm gonna, we got to go to this place then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you and me would mine the boxes for hours, and Kevin would come in and and talk to Elliot and stuff, and we we would be hanging out, and it was a good time. Those those were the heydays of comic books, back when you could buy a book for uh, a reasonable price. That was uh, a key, you know. Donald, your Polis story reminded me of another, and once again, this is a shop that's no longer existing, but it was in um, it was in Tarzana, or mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, this guy who ran the shop, he was really cool as far as like, I would say, like, do you have this? I just sat in there one day and it's like, do you have this book? And you just go in the back. He's pulling all these great books. And I got a lot of good deals from him. But I remember at one point, and he was literally the comic book shop Simpsons guy in real life. Yeah. He wasn't as heavy, 
but he was definitely a little chubby, had a ponytail, and didn't <laughs> Like, really talked like this. Like, I remember him going off on a dad one day, because it was when Pokemon first came out. Like, yeah. the first run of it. And a dad was like, hey, do you have this Pokemon card for my son? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I, <laughs> he was like, the reason I, he's like, I deal in Silver Age and Bronze Age comic books. The only reason I have Pokemon cards is because I need to pay the rent and have a roof over my head. And I was like, whoa, what a dick. <laughs> but, but, but this guy, this guy had a pull list and I, and I, I, I had a pull list with him. And then I think I lost my job. So I was like, Hey man, um, I, I gotta, I gotta quit. I got, can I, can I cancel my pull list? I just don't have the, the money for it. And he was like, well, uh, there's a rule you have to, you still have to pay for the next like two months. Whoa. And, and the part of me was like, like now part of me was like, I would have been like, uh, yeah, okay. Fuck you. And then never came back. But I was like, oh man, like, you know, like we didn't have a contract. There was nothing signed or anything. And I was like, oh, okay. So I had to like, like, yes, it was cool to have comics, but at the same time, I was like, I can't really like afford these right now, but I guess I got to buy my comics for the next two months. Cause he was like, yeah, you can't just, you like part of the rule when you sign up is you have to give me like two months yeah. notice. And I was like, we, wow. We had a wow. guy. I've never, I've never, I've never heard anything like that before. Yeah. We had, that's crazy. We had a guy. Oh, and now Grackle, he's gone. <laughs> we had a guy at Grackle Flint Comics was the name of it again, you know, my hometown. And his name was Mitch. And Jarrett, he had the ponytail. He was a large man and he was a redhead. And, <laughs> and he had like that, that like kind of, uh, kind of a scraggly beard type thing going for him. <laughs> nice. You couldn't be more like, I don't understand. It was like the Simpsons must have gone through our town and like gone to that shop. It was like yeah. the perfect thing. And he was always kind of cranky and stuff, but, uh, but his wife, Shelly, she was super cool. And which is funny because then later one of my favorite characters, resurrection man, guess what his name was? Mitch Shelly. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> kind of crazy. So we always, uh, I always had a good time going in there, but I always had fun when it was the wife because she was always just like very fun and the, and the husband was a little bit cranky and stuff like that. But then I started going to a shop if, about 45 minutes north after they went out of business. In that shop, the gentleman that owned that shop, it was Land of Cran in Canton, Ohio. In that shop, uh, the guy actually uh, ended up getting sick and passing away. And then they closed that shop. So then the closest shop to me became like another shop in Canton, but that was like, like not exactly in the, I, I won't say it's the best part of town, but it's not terrible. And, and I actually go there every time I go home. And if I recall, I think the name of it is a comic, something comic, comic connectivity or comic fun or something like that. Okay. And, um, the guy there is super cool, but he doesn't uh, he doesn't go through. And he told me this 100%. He said, I don't update the prices on my books. He said, I'm too old and too tired. So he said, if you find a book and it's a hot book now, and whatever that price is on that book, it is yours. He said, I don't care. Yeah, those are the comic <laughs> shops I miss. Of like, I, yes, I, I get a good like chuckle, having to, yeah. Yeah, I, I get having to like, go through your books again and be like, oh God, okay, like I gotta up the price now or whatever. But damn, mm. I miss going through 
bins and it just said three dollars three dollars like it just had the price on it already and they yeah. honored that price and you know what it was um we went we actually did a podcast uh a a video uh mm-hmm. kind of a just like kind of like a video on um a conventions uh jared me and kevin i think it was like oh, that's long right. yeah. beach or WonderCon. long beach yeah long beach expo and yeah. i remember one of them um Jarrett, you turned to the camera and you said, these comic prices are ridiculous. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think it was Long Beach. I think it was WonderCon, guys. Oh, you think it was WonderCon? Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was WonderCon. We did one where like Jarrett looked at the camera and he's like, these prices are ridiculous. It could have been Long Beach, but it feels like WonderCon. Right. And we just kept yeah, makes more sense. around and filming and kind of shaming these vendors that were just <laughs> That's right. selling for outrageous prices. Especially ASM 375. That's one of my personal favorite ripoffs. What was that, Kevin? What about that? Mason Spider-Man 375. It has like that cover. It's like Spider-Man and Venom, but it's like it's not really. It's just it's something that's just overrated or overhyped. At least at least oh. right now. Okay. Is that the one where Venom's, where Venom's coming like straight at the 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 camera or something? Yeah, not the, yeah. Not the camera, but just at you. Yeah. 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 I think it was my first Venom book I ever bought, but yeah, and anything. Oh, I don't know. No, I'm sorry, that's not it. It's the one where they're they're almost like they're doing like a wrestling, you know, the the test of strength. That's what it is. Is that cover? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you got you, got you, got you. Yeah, that yeah, was but, a great but, story, Kevin. That yeah. was the best story I've ever heard. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Well, you know what? The best story was it's from surprised. was from yesterday. Of course, this won't be broadcast in time, but. You know, the thing going on with the uh, Batman Fortnite 0.1 with the... Uh... Oh, yeah, you just dated us, Kevin. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but just, it was crazy, man. I'm like, wow, I'm going around, I'm calling around, especially for you, because you don't want to told me about it. So, you know, it kind of piqued my interest. And it's like, okay. And most places were sold out, but the ones that weren't, with the exception of one, you know, the spot I found... They had it for $15, but everywhere else that did have it, $30. And they weren't even, they even hesitate. They even hesitate when they told me that over the phone. So there's a story behind this Batman Fortnite book. And this will definitely come out before the Fortnite series has ended, the Batman Fortnite, because it's a six parter. Um, Each issue has a digital code, and you combine the digital codes to create uh, a Batman skin, I believe, for a character in Fortnite. So it's got to be all six of the issues? Yeah. From from oh, what I understand, man. you have to combine all the codes from all six. Now, I could be wrong. Well, the first issue does have does have one code fight for a certain costume. I think it's for, for um, Harley Quinn. Oh, okay. So it's different. Okay, then it's different codes that equal, like, different characters and stuff. So Who gives a shit? Yeah, <laughs> I've never played Fortnite in my goddamn life. But yeah. those of you that love it, hey, good for you. Um, but you can, you put these codes and like you get all these characters and shit and people love it and they're just standing in a line and they're jerking off and it's cool. I appreciate that. That's fine. Whatever you want to do, you do you boo. But, um, people are losing their minds over this. So they want to get every single issue. They want to get the first issue, the second issue, the third issue, the fourth issue, fifth, fifth issue, and sixth. There's six issues and each one has a digital code in it. And the question that Kevin and I were asking was, are they going to a second print? And the answer is yes, they're going to a second print. Are they going to a third? The answer is yes, they're going to a third print. Will those 
books have the same goddamn code? The answer is yes. They'll have the same code. So this first issue that everybody's losing their goddamn minds over, in a week or two, they're going to get the second print, and they're going to get the code anyway. So it doesn't even really fucking matter. It doesn't. I mean, I know from a co- I know from a collecting point of view, people will be like, "Well, this is the first," but it doesn't matter because it's the fr- first appearance of a code. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. This is the this is a great marketing idea that is failing. Like they didn't do enough, and and they're not. And if they had done it the way that I just described it, that you had to combine every single code, then everybody would want every single issue in order to do that. You know, it's part Are of the coming code. out monthly or weekly. Yeah, it's like six, six issues, like a six mini series. Yeah, from what but I it's know, gonna, it's going to be six months. All right, but there will be a combination. If you get all six issues, there will be something involved about, about you. If you get all six, there will be something that yeah, you'll get. I think you get like a hand job or something. Oh come on! By, what? by Ben Affleck what? and Christian Bale. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> and Michael Keaton uh, just watches. Yeah. He yeah. just like hovers over in the suit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, on the hand job note, right? That that's a good right. that's a good way to go out. Yeah. yeah, I think this is a good way to end this one. So uh thank you all for listening very, very much. We do a uh a live uh video podcast every Monday basically, or almost Mondays. Where we do a lot of fun stuff. We're on the Rumblespoon Productions YouTube page. You can go to there. You can subscribe to us on there. It's wonderful, guys. We very much appreciate you doing that. You go in, you subscribe, and then every Monday we do a wonderful podcast. We have a great um, amount of podcasts coming up that are just a shitload of fun. You're going to have a blast. Um, And then we do every Thursday slash Friday, we do an audio podcast that we release that's also really fun. Uh, It's a wide variety of audio podcasts that are a little different from our video podcasts. So we we release content a couple times a week. So uh, please tune into those. You can find us, of course, on YouTube on the Rumblespoon Productions page. You can also find us on Spreaker. You can find us on TuneIn, uh, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio. Yes, iHeartRadio. Uh, you can find us on Spreaker, I think I mentioned, uh, and Apple Podcasts as well. So we're and all over the every, place. For every like hundred subscribers that you bring in, we give you a Fortnite code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll give one you a Fortnite books. code. We'll open our books and just give you the yeah. damn code. We don't. I care. don't know. I don't know what it. If yeah, I don't know if we'll, if they'll do anything for your game, but I'll I'll give you a code. That's that. And, and also, once we crack our one hundred, also when we crack our one hundred thousandth subscriber, you get to go and spend a night at Jared's mansion. That's right, Casa de Galante. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that sounds it's in, nice. It's behind the what? Del Taco where uh, <laughs> the comic shop was. That was who. <laughs> yeah. Son Hope of a you like the comics, kid. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for tuning in, everybody. We very much appreciate it. My name is Donald. My name is Dr. Kevin. Please subscribe. My name is Jared. Handjobs. <laughs> Jared Handjobs. All right. And if we don't see <laughs> me, Kevin, or Jared Handjobs out and about anytime soon, we will see you at the spacious, gracious, Righteous, sweet, effervescent comic book shop. Fortnite hand jobs. This has been the real short box. We'll see you 
at the comic shop. Thanks for listening. Thank you.